First, let's go to America. The news in America has been dominated by last night's leaked document from the Supreme Court that it's ready to overturn the almost 50-year-old law permitting abortion. Let's cross to Washington and get the details now from LBC's US correspondent Simon Marks. Hello, Simon. Hello, Nick. Well, this is um, not entirely unexpected, is it? Well, it's not. I mean, I keep uh, being somewhat surprised by the extent to which uh, various uh, voices in the media are saying that this is a uh, tremendous shock, because it's not a tremendous shock. The moment Donald Trump uh, had the opportunity, you know, fate uh, dealt him the historic chance to put three uh, justices onto the Supreme Court. Well, at that point, uh, the nine-member body had six Republican appointed justices on it and three Democrats. Uh, they all get to serve for life or unless they choose to retire. Uh, and so it seemed pretty evident uh, that once uh, Amy Coney Barrett ascended to the court and that majority uh, was cemented in place, they were going to take a hatchet to Roe versus Wade. I mean, the only real surprise in all of this is the leak and the timing of all of this and the fact that the Supreme Court itself has leaked. I mean, there has as there is some precedent for that, but not when it comes to the kind of absolutely lightning rod issue uh, like abortion uh, with the immediate impact that the leak had here. We're seeing another night of protests on the steps uh, of the US Supreme Court by abortion rights uh, activists. We've seen Democrats, all of them trekking up to the Supreme Court uh, to try and gin up their grassroots supporters and assure them that they will never tolerate any efforts to uh, push America uh, back into what they consider would be the dark ages were this ruling to be handed down. Uh, we know that the uh, document that was leaked to the website Politico is authentic. The Chief Justice of the United States has confirmed that it is. He says it's not a final decision. It's perfectly possible that there could be a rethink, but he said that he wanted an immediate investigation into the leak, calling it a blatant and egregious effort to undermine the integrity of the Supreme Court and insisting that the justices will not uh, in any sense uh, be uh, influenced by it, that they would continue doing their work regardless of what is now going to be an open season public debate on the issue uh, of abortion that is suddenly moving centre stage just as the United States gears up for those all-important midterm elections this coming November. Yeah, it is um, a while away, November, but American politics seems to be per perpetually in campaign mode. And um, so I guess that this this issue might sort of um, revivify the Democrats who have been a bit moribund of late. Yeah, I mean, not just in campaign mode, in fundraising mode. I got a fundraising email from the Democrats last night, three hours, just less than three hours, after the leaked document was first published. Uh, so they were certainly uh, remarkably uh, swift and efficient about leaping all over it in a bid to try and boost uh, their coffers ahead of the midterm elections. Uh, I think Democrats view this as a 
gift. Uh, as you know, there are a large number of particularly younger uh, supporters of the Democratic Party who are not particularly enamoured of Joe Biden, of Nancy Pelosi, of Chuck Schumer, who don't feel that the party has delivered on the pledges that it made, not just in the 2020 presidential election campaign, but in previous campaigns, uh, going all the way back to uh, Barack Obama and even further. So voter enthusiasm for the Democrats uh, this coming November was definitely going to be a problem and this now presents the Democrats with an opportunity to say to their grassroots supporters look you may not like everything that we've done and perhaps we haven't always delivered on everything we said we were going to do but look at what is now at stake the rights to reproductive uh, health and access to it by millions of Americans particularly across the American South you must get out and vote this November in order to return Democrats majorities in the Senate and the House of Representatives. The problem, of course, for Democrats is that just as much as this enthuses grassroots Democrats to become politically active, it enthuses grassroots Republicans similarly to become active because they've spent decades trying to overturn Roe versus Wade and roll back the constitutional protections uh, for the legality of abortion. And suddenly they find themselves today in a position they didn't anticipate, right on the brink of it actually happening, potentially within the next two months. So they're also very ginned up and exercised by this. Yeah, to be clear, if the Supreme Court passed this, then it, it abortion won't be illegal in america it will just be down to the various states to decide what they want to do so it will come down to the dingling states who will say no and the uh, the other more progressive states on the coasts and in the north they will say yes so people will just be able to cross the borders of their various states, won't they? Well, they will, although they may in some states be running the risk of punitive action once they return after procuring an abortion in another state. It's possible that there could be restrictions that are attempted to be put into place on that by some of those southern states. But we are absolutely inexorably on this issue, as on so many others that you and I talk about, heading in the direction of two Americas. There's going to be the America, mostly the states to the north and the states uh, on the northern coasts uh, that absolutely enshrine uh, legal access to abortion, largely with uh, limited restrictions uh, in place. And then there's going to be the other America, the America of the southern states, that absolutely are going not just to heavily restrict abortion uh, in the years ahead, but in some cases to outlaw it completely. And some of them are not even waiting for this Supreme Court decision. The governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, today signed into law a uh, bill uh, that copies a Texas law, the Texas law that's actually currently before the uh, US Supreme Court, and immediately for the next six weeks abortion is banned in Oklahoma. Uh, a court there denied efforts by activists to appeal that decision and to halt the law from going into effect and so in Oklahoma tonight it is all but impossible for a woman to get an abortion at least for the next six weeks. And that is just a taster of what is going to happen across the American South with the inevitable return of 
backstreet abortionists putting the health uh, and, and welfare of women uh, at risk uh, and uh, the return of this question of, you know, will, will having an abortion uh, become something that only the economically affluent can turn to? Because if you live in Oklahoma and you suddenly have to go to New York to get an abortion, well, you need the funding in order to get there. Amazon, by the way, corporate behemoth, the first one to respond today, told its employees that it will provide them with up to $4,000 a year in travel expenses to seek medical treatment that may not be available where they live, which was obviously code for to get an abortion if it's banned in the state where you're working for Amazon. Yeah, uh, kind of surprising about uh, Amazon. Uh, Jeff Bezos actually, um, on the surface, being nice. Well, <laughs> How about well, well, that? I think we're going to see a lot more of this because uh, clearly in those states that uh, do adopt a, a tough stance towards abortion across the South, there are going to be questions for corporations that have invested in those states about whether they should in fact be continuing to do business there. So I think this was Jeff Bezos trying to get ahead of that curve and say, look, you know, I, I, I've got uh, various uh, distribution facilities throughout the American South. Um, we want to maintain that business, but we want to do so in a way that speaks to employees. So I think you're going to be seeing pressure put on businesses and some businesses simply taking the leap uh, to try and get ahead of a curve that otherwise could lead them to face calls to divest from states that adopt some of these particularly tough uh, abortion laws. I know the abortion uh, issue is uh, long running. In 1973, the Supreme Court decided that, didn't they? But um, it, it does sort of feed into that whole war on woke thing. It is sort of part of that, isn't it? And I, I think um, corporations are being dragged into it, like the Disney in Florida, that don't say gay yeah. thing, and, um, and Amazon and, uh, as you say, other companies in, in the South. Um, it's interesting, isn't it, that this, this is all down to Donald Trump because he put in the Supreme Court uh, justices that he knew, would, uh, he knew where uh, this was going. And yet Donald Trump, of course was asked, I think, before he became president, I, th I think an interviewer asked him, so how many uh, women have you had sex with that then went and had an abortion? And he paused for a minute and they said, that's an interesting question. What's your next question? Mm. Mm. Well, he certainly, before he ever thought about running for the presidency, was a supporter of abortion rights. He wasn't hostile to yeah. abortion at all. And then, of course, as he hewed himself to the Republican Party, he realised that that was going to be a non-starter. Uh, so he started showing up at some of the more conservative political groupings and saying the things that they wanted to hear. Uh, I mean, the most extraordinary reaction to uh, the events of the day came from uh, another Republican, uh, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, who was one of the Republicans who got behind Donald Trump's uh, nominees for the Supreme Court, uh, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, uh, saying that she had received assurances from them mm -hmm. 
that they viewed Roe versus Wade as settled law. It was legal precedent. She was confident that they were not going to go to the Supreme Court and overturn it. So today she's been putting out furious statements saying uh, that they, on the face of it, if this actually happens, uh, appear not to have been wholly truthful with her when uh, they were telling her that they viewed Roe versus Wade as settled law. I mean, we don't know if she looked behind their backs to see whether they had their fingers uh, firmly crossed as they were telling that or their tongues firmly in their cheek, it will come as absolutely no surprise to the vast majority of people here in Washington that this is exactly what these justices are, are, are poised to do because that's what they were sent to yeah. the Supreme Court right. to do. For f- more than 50 years, Republicans have uh, been desperately hoping for this day to come and now it's here. And just briefly, if on the 8th of November, if the, um, the, the party in power usually loses uh, seats in the House of Representatives, uh, there's 34 seats in the Senate up. If the Republicans turn over one in the Senate and they win control of the House of Representatives and they put, um, let's say, Donald Trump in the White House next time round, that means that abortion could be made uh, illegal in the entirety of America. Well, they would have the capacity, if they wanted to, to try and bring legislation up uh, in Congress that would outlaw abortion in the same way as President Biden says he now wants to bring legislation up that would legalise abortion. Uh, I mean, I think that one thing is absolutely clear. Even if that scenario doesn't come about, even if you end up, you know, with a split Congress and uh, an emasculated President Biden and we head towards 2024 with a possible Democrat win, who knows... This Supreme Court is going to be holding court and holding sway over American society for decades to come. And we've seen Democrats today fearful that this is just the start. They might go after contraception rights next. They might seek to roll back protections for same-sex marriage. There's all sorts of issues that they may choose to dig into. And they serve for life. They're pretty much untouchable unless there was a move to impeach them. Uh, And so, uh, you know, these changes in American society, almost regardless of who's running things uh, in the White House and on Capitol Hill, are going to be inevitable until the composition of the court changes again. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? The the right to life people are also the pro death penalty. The pro death penalty yeah. people every single time. Absolutely. Good to talk to you, Simon. Cheers, Nick. Thanks for that, Simon Marks, LBC's U.S. correspondent, talking to us there from Washington D.C. This is LBC.